Hi everyone, and welcome to the episode number three of I Heart Recovery Land. Uh, in my last episode, I mentioned that there's a lot of medical uncertainty going on in my life right now. And then like an hour later, I was like, hmm, is that a true statement? I'm not really sure. Um, P.S. This music in the background, it's, um, what's it called? Your Hand in Mine by Explosions in the Sky. And it's playing on Alexa. I can't um, say her name out loud, otherwise she's going to wake up. But I, uh, she's playing on my Amazon Echo, and I love that thing. That thing is fabulous, but that's a different story. Anyway, Joycey told me I should add music. like And, like, I, like, there's a way you can add, like, the appropriate kind of musical interlude or introduction thing. But I'm too tired to figure that out right now, so I'm just playing more music in the background because I like it. Anyway, so, medical uncertainty. I am... So I was like, I'm really not sure if like I'm overstating the case, but as background information, I do kind of have this bad habit of understating the severity of my injury in general. So like, I keep on having to um, ask people like for reality check, like, so was this a big deal that like, you know, this happened to me that, you know, I had that AVM rupture and that big stroke and stuff. And friends have been like, yeah, that was a big deal. And I actually had to ask my mental health professional. Uh, she's a, a social worker. She's fabulous. I'll call her my therapist. So I asked my therapist, um, but was this a big deal? It was like, you know, an honest question. And she was just like, um, yeah, let me save you some time here. It was a big deal. So if you're new to the story, um, I should probably just go back and just say, you know, I was really really confused for a long time after I woke up because I refused to believe that this had happened to me I, I didn't want to believe plus there was over a month that was completely missing from my memory um like I, like I did maybe about three months of inpatient and once I came home I couldn't go upstairs so I slept downstairs in front of the tv and like I would like watch it because sometimes because like that's like you're always allowed to do just lie there and stuff so I would watch it, I would watch the news, and I was so confused. I was like, dude, what is going on? And finally, I could not, this was April, April, May, June of 2011. So finally, I could not stand it anymore. And so I was like, mommy, I'm confused. Did they catch Osama? And she was like, yes, sweetheart, that happened when you were asleep. So, yeah, I mean, there's, like, a big gap in my memory, like, and I have a very hard time still separating out what was real and what was imagined. Um, so, fast forward till today, um, in terms of medical uncertainty, I have the, a couple of labral tears in my left hip that are impacting my overall mobility, and I'm dealing with, like, really significant weight gain, and I promise you I am not just being a picky girl. Um, I'm talking like 60 to 80 pounds of weight gain and like the range is 60 to 80 is, you know, the 20 pound range is big enough, but I'm talking like 60 to 80 pounds overall since my bleed. Like this is not good. Um, and I, I don't know exactly because I stopped weighing myself because uh, my therapist told me to stop, freak myself out because I mean, she knows because she treats people with PTSD and like eating disorders and everything. I don't have an eating disorder, but you know.
so anyway, I am abiding by the whole don't freak yourself out thing. And plus, I've had like this very strange and conflicting blood work in the past couple months and like really appalling fatigue more than the brain injury status quo I was becoming used to and then most recently a very strong uptick in the melting episodes and melting the quick definition I say is the sensation I felt right before my brain bled of like the full body full body shutdown but don't worry it's a it's like a very um transient feeling and it, it passes and it hasn't like you know made me fall down or or you know what or okay well maybe like maybe a little bit of losing my balance but i've always caught myself um but don't worry i have um really been reassured by a couple of very highly regarded neurologists that these symptoms are simply annoying at this part and definitely not a sign of imminent danger so I am confident in them. Like I, I keep on asking and asking. So um, I feel good about that. That like you know, this is just a new wrinkle that I have to deal with in my recovery, as opposed to like a new development that I need to go, you know, start getting new images for, and like you know, potentially have like an intervention. So. Um, all of this kind of uncertainty and all this anxiety about uncertainty stems from the fact that I went to work one day and I never came home again. And like, frank, I mean, that's just stating it very frankly, it's, it's true. So I, I'm sorry, I don't, it sounds kind of harsh, but I don't know any other way to say it because I never saw a whole bunch of people or places again. And then, you know, I started asking questions as they got better, you know, will I see this place again? Will I see that person again? Uh, and then, like, it became as simple as, you know, will my left leg bear my weight? And the answer to all those questions was, well, you know, the track record has not been great. So the answer is probably no. And, yeah, I was like, well, I don't even trust my left leg. This is not great. Um, and when people say to me or when people say to other people, like I'd say on TV, it's like, you know, nothing's going to happen. It'll be fine. Um, this type of reassurance really does not work on me because one bad thing, I mean, one very unlikely and extremely rare thing happened to me once. And in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, well, who's not to say that? Well, who's to say that something bad isn't going to happen again? So this is why I struggle with uncertainty um, beyond the norm of the, 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 sorry, the development of a family's life with, you know, illness, death, job loss, elder care, everything. I mean, the normal things that happen to a family are difficult enough. I'm not undervaluing them, those struggles in any way. Because, like, yeah, that is rough stuff. But I'm just saying that what happened to me is in a different category altogether because it's like the fallout from a cataclysmic medical event as opposed to the ebb and flow of family life. Uh, so, really, this really brings me to the issue of, you know, I had to decide whether or not I could still believe everything I believed, even though something bad happened to me. Um, specifically, well, here's a verse for today. Um, Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, you know, Back when I got sick at the very beginning, all I could do was sit in my bed and think, or lie in my bed and think, that was the only thing I was allowed to do. 
So I would think of her statements like this in the Bible and be like, hmm, well, if this happened to me, right when I had said I want to be a missionary, like I had, I had visited Africa and been invited to go back, well, can I still believe that Jesus